This hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for being here. Thoroughly appreciate it. And I would also thoroughly appreciate a little support. And here are ways that you can support the podcast. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and on SoundCloud if that's your fancy. And you can also like us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at There It Is Pod. Also, you can go to thereitispod.com and click on that support button and help us out if you want to uh, spread some holiday cheer. <laughs> Today's guest is awesome. She's a good friend of ours and she's a delight. She's super duper talented and so, so funny. We have a really great time chatting and I hope you enjoy listening to it. Without further ado, here's my chat with Sean Cantatori. You're just so very talented. And when I first saw you, it was improv only that I saw. Like, I didn't see anything else. And then we became acquainted and was I was following you on Instagram. And I saw a couple of, you know, I saw that you did a lot of music, too. And uh, But it was, like, funny stuff that I saw first. And then I saw some old video of you, like, singing for real. And I was like, Justina... Holy crap, have you heard her really yes. sing? And she said no, so I showed it to her. And we were just like blown away. It just seemed oh, like there are so many different stages of being blown away by you and Thank how you. great you are. So nice. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I mean, you had to have been just doing stuff all your life. Yes. And your brother is super talented too. He does a bunch yes. of, he can, he can sing. Yeah, he sings. He, and he plays instruments as you yeah. play instruments as well. Um, we yeah, we grew up um, like fortunately uh, able to take music lessons. Like we mm-hmm. we both started when we were young because our school had a great music program up in White Plains, New York. So yeah, we like I started with piano lessons when I was like eight years old. Oh yeah, and. I actually had the same piano teacher to like 10th grade. Oh, really? Hilarious because I don't know. Like, now that I'm an adult, I realize like how important it is to have different teachers. But at the time, it's like, well, nope. (laughs) She offers a good price. So I guess we'll just stay with her. Um, And she was really nice. Like, but, but after a while, like, I kind of outgrew. I mean, you had her for like eight years. Yeah, yeah, eight you years know, old yeah. till yep, sixteen. Yeah, uh, and she was very like classically trained and mm. um, an organist at a church, mm-hmm. um, you know, and an older woman. So I, I just I felt like I was ready to to do something more with piano and and singing and like at, that's around the time like tenth grade or so that I uh-huh. I started like writing songs and oh wow there was a songwriters club in my school too which was the only reason i actually pretty much 
started writing songs and performing them. Mm-hmm. So I saw you playing piano in your videos, and then I somehow missed until a couple of weeks ago when you sat in with Musical Megawatt, you played the flute. <laughs> How many instruments do you play? It's like the next time you see me, I'll be playing like the banjo. <laughs> something, or something. Yeah, something totally. Playing a lute <laughs> or something or a harp. Yeah. Um, no, it's really it's really just piano and flute. Uh, flute was the first instrument I, I played like in my school. Like, uh huh. Um, so so our band and orchestra and all that starts in fourth grade in my plains, uh, which I'm sure is similar to like a lot of other places um so i started in the band with flute and the only reason i chose flute was because my best friend in elementary school laura hi laura if you're listening (laughs) um she chose the flute and and at first i was gonna choose clarinet oh yeah i was like oh clarinet seems really cool um but then laura who i she, I mean, we're still friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Close friend like, you wanted to sit next to her in yeah. class. You know, you, yeah. you know that means you have to play like, the same oh, instrument. Flute. <laughs> like, that must be the instrument to play because Laura's doing it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I, it was probably more just sitting next to you. <laughs> uh, and then she actually switched instruments after a little while, which is hilarious. But Did you ever learn clarinet? A little bit. Yeah. In, like in college, I, I started out as a music ed major. Okay. Because um, I thought... I think I just convinced myself, like, oh, I need to be a choir teacher. Like, this is what I need to do. Um, and it really wasn't. <laughs> uh, I loved choir. I loved band. And uh, I got to, like, play flute and orchestra, too. Like, uh-huh. to have some wind instruments come in. Um, but, yeah, in, as part of the music ed program in college, uh, we had to take... <laughs> Like every music class, like I'm sorry, every instrument class. Mm-hmm. So, wow, it was very hard. I mean, clarinet was hard just getting used to like the reeds. Um, right, that that is very different. Yeah, because you have to like soak them for a little bit, or ah, uh, yeah, like I mean, we didn't even get into that too much, like because <laughs> I think uh, they they just wanted us to have like a general understanding of each right. instrument. So drums, um, piano, yeah. some string instruments, I'm sure. String was the hardest. Yeah. Uh, for me, because. Which I'm, string was it? Like violins or guitar? Violin, yeah. Okay. I, I took a guitar class too, but that was like not part of my major for okay. some reason. They didn't have us learn that. Um, and guitar has always been kind of like daunting to me. Like. Yeah. I've tried to, I've taught myself like just knowing. You know some chords. Yeah, like knowing theory really helps, right. like especially piano. Like I feel like knowing piano um, helps you with any instrument. It, mm-hmm. it helped me with flute. I'll literally like picture the piano in my head as I play scales, like on the flute. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, because it makes a lot of sense. Everything. It's all there. Yeah. You know, it's all there, and you can see the space between notes oh. when you're saying like oh i want to play in this key so that helps that, that exactly. does make a lot of sense yeah the like the visual of it is is so helpful as opposed to like guitar i feel like i'm like craning my neck trying to like look at oh, and then my fingers hurt yeah and it's like yeah so violin was definitely the hardest and also it's like so many 
squeaky noises and very hard to listen to myself play it. Like your water bottle. I like my water With bottle. With okay, the I'm cap on the water. This is, we'll, we'll demonstrate. Okay, so I close and then that's yeah. my water bottle. And, that, and also learning to play some <laughs> violins. Yep. Never again. I never learned uh, violin. I learned saxophone in oh, junior high, nice. but... Um, didn't stick with it. Uh, I did it like two years or something like that. That's pretty good, though. Yeah, I did it seventh and eighth grade and really enjoyed it. But um, I do wish I had taken like a, a, I wish I had a piano teacher. I wish yeah. I had done that because that's something I do. I wish I could just have ingrained in me. Right, but, right. Hey, it's never too late. I was talking to Justine. Say, yeah, she wants to do it. Yeah, so. no, I want to as well. And I've, I've, I don't know. I did take a voice lesson once, and um, she was. Uh, I didn't fully understand what was happening on the piano. I only kind of did, and I wish I understood it better. Um, like what she was playing. Yeah, to like warm-ups. get me to, the yeah the warm ups. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh well. No, it's, You're right, hey, it's never listen, too late. I can help you guys. Do you have a keyboard here? <laughs> I don't. Oh, okay. It's you back get, home. You should get like a cheap keyboard. Or yeah. if it's an easily travelable I don't know that it is. I, I just have uh, what's on the uh, iPad. Oh, that, <laughs> But that's not good to play yeah, on. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's It's also like so much smaller. It's so like. small, yeah. It's like, how could you really play in this? Yeah, no way. <laughs> um, yeah, Craigslist or... Any of those? Yeah. Yeah, 25 bucks or something like that. Uh, maybe even Free Cycle, if you're real lucky. Free Cycle? I love <laughs> so it. It's like, I'm just getting rid of everything. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you, your family, I mean, well, I, I know you and your brother are super musically gifted. And, you know, it sounds like you've just been doing it your whole life. Yeah. Are your parents, uh, uh, your parents are... This is the thing about knowing Sean. <laughs> You're going to meet her whole family. Because <laughs> yes. I've person. met your parents. I've met your aunt. Oh, yep. I may yeah, have man. met a grandparent. Um, just well, just no, to go into your shows. definitely not a grandparent. There was not a grandparent? Well, okay. they, they passed away. But, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Hey, but if you did, that would be I'm, cool. Okay. Oh, uh, you know might have been so, No. Great I, aunt or uncle, maybe. There was something. It might have been someone else who was at a show who's yeah. like grandparents. <gasps> I don't recall. Maybe... Oh, no, I can't think. Or somebody's mom. Someone's mom. And it was, oh, Sarita's mom. It might have been Sarita's mom, yeah, oh that gosh. I'm thinking of. And, so sweet. Right. And oh, she is lady. a grandmother, just not yours. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the lovely uh. woman. But yeah, it's just like, they're all the best. Your parents are so, oh, so sweet you. and nice. Um, but I don't get the impression that they are performers, even though they are funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what do they do? Like, uh, why um, did... Why did you two get this bug so much? Did they just instill that in you some other way? So, yes. So, it is interesting to think about, like, my my mom is an art teacher. So, my both my parents are artistic, like, in, in different ways. So, my, my mom, uh, at first she was a graphic designer, like, when me and uh, my brother Alex were growing up. Uh, she was doing, like, freelance graphic design. She's also a painter. So, such a such a good painter mm-hmm. like she should do it more because yeah they're like up at their house i have some of her paintings um then like when i was f- around five i think 
she went back to school to get uh, a master's in okay. art education. So now she's an art teacher. Very cool. Um, and she also has a wonderful voice. Like, she won't say it, but I've heard her sing. Like, we've sang, sang songs together. Uh-huh. Sung songs. Um, yeah. Like, she, she has a great voice. Uh, and then, so my dad... <laughs> He sings like he he sang in his church choir. Like, oh, okay. Um, with my grandpa, with his father, and our last name means singer in Italian. Um, I'm, which I is am pretty lately. Lucky. I've been getting really amazed at what last names mean yeah. and how they can relate to the person because cool. you know I, there was somebody somebody famous. Um, where their last name meant like I'm blanking on who it is, but their last name meant something like uh, uh, says stupid things without really thinking about them. That's that's a really bastardized version of the definition. And it was like an actor who has a tendency to do that. I was like, what in the world? That is um, so specific. <laughs> right? It's like how that can happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I did recently look up what my last name meant. Like today, I looked it up, oh and it is not as accurate um it's a this this is from some surname database Mm -hmm. so far is of anglo-saxon origin uh and uh which you know we all know why and originated either as a nickname for a powerfully built or strong man or a lusty man (laughs) Or as a metonymic or metonymic occupational name for an ox herd. So, what does this? this word mean? Meno. Metonymic or metonymic? I've never heard mm. of it. That's why I don't know how to pronounce it. But for a herd of ox? Is that what yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any experience with ox? No. I feel like the first one is the most accurate. What is it again? Strong. <laughs> strong. Strong. <laughs> Powerfully built or strong man. Yeah. So they don't say... Or lusty man. <laughs> now that part, I guess, is a little more accurate. No. Um, <laughs> but strong, built man. I'm not the rock. <laughs> but, hey, you, you have biceps, I'm sure. Okay. You have tries and tries. Listen. But your name is yeah. very accurate to you. Yes. It, it is very lucky. I I think I will always keep my last name. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it would be great if you met someone named Kentatori and then you don't have to worry oh, about yeah. that argument. That would be cool, yeah. <laughs> I got to make sure they're not related first, though. And, uh, you know, like distant. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, but, yeah, so... Wait, what was I going to tell? Oh, we're talking my dad. About Your dad. So my dad sings, um, and he actually used to take... He and my mom took piano lessons with my piano teacher after I started, mm-hmm. um, which was very cute. And then my dad started taking voice lessons with my voice teacher in high school. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was really cool to see like, well, they're the reason like I was able to take lessons. Mm-hmm. And then that inspired them to also take lessons, which inspired me because they like had that much interest in it and doing something new. Oh, nice. it, in their 40s or 50s you know uh which was 
Yeah. So people don't realize that you can actually. It is a skill that can be learned. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's I think what people think is they see somebody famous for singing. And then they mm-hmm. hear, like, voice lessons. You'll never be that. And it's like, that's not... Yeah. That person isn't there because... They, for one, took voice lessons. And secondly, mm-hmm. they're famous because of the quality of their voice, not the fact that they can sing so well, necessarily. Yeah. You know, like, Celine Dion, great singer, a lot of technique. Also, the sound quality of her voice is just better than the average singer's. Yeah. So that's it why really she's is. so big. She, like, amazing. people can say she's cheesy all they want. She is an amazing singer. She... Yeah, I cannot um, understand how she did, like, like knowing yeah. about the voice, it's like, it still blows my mind. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> but yeah, it's like, everyone's voice is so different. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool, and it's also frustrating. Like, sometimes when I'm practicing singing, I'm like... Oh, God, like, this is... Your voice is affected by all kinds of things. If you're talking Mm. too much that day or that week, if you're... I don't know. If you're, like, yelling in a loud bar or something. (laughs) A little stopped up. Yeah, it's, like, things that I always think about, kind of, and, like, stress about. um, Because I also... Are you also a soft talker because of that? I am Because sometimes you can be a soft talker. Oh, my God. Thank you for noticing, first of all. (laughs) I am such a soft talker. And it's so strange because... I know how to project, like, as far as singing, like, I wouldn't say I'm a soft singer. Like, I... Yeah, yeah, you've got a very powerful uh, voice. Thanks. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I can... These dynamics, sure. But, yeah, for the most part, like, if someone listens to, like, uh, uh, one of my songs on, on Spotify or something, it's like, oh, that doesn't... A lot of people will say, that doesn't sound... Like, I would never have thought... I was like, yeah, because I'm, like, whispering all the time. People have to say what, like, three to five times. And um, I guess that's part of it, is is that I I like to, like, preserve my voice. Um, I love... I love going to... If I'm going out with friends or something, I love going to a soft, like, music... Like, yeah no noise yeah yeah i like those places too because i lose my voice very easily in a bar yeah it's it's hard for me to i i might just be like the fear of hurting my voice yeah that makes me like uh quote unquote not able to to speak loudly Mm -hmm. uh sometimes like i'll talk up here and that does cut through the noise more because everyone's kind of like shouting Right, I can see that. Yeah, it's like a real monotone droll that's generally happening in a bar. And usually, I I feel like I'm a pretty monotone speaker. Like right now, I'm just like... (laughs) But at a bar, that's when I bring in a little little British, maybe, (laughs) if you will. And it does, it cuts through. It's like, and it's easier on my voice. Oh, interesting. Because it's like kind of operatic. (laughs) While we're talking about this... Yes. So, there's so many times in talking to you, especially when I was getting to know you, you know it's coming. Oh yeah. The the accent, the the like, uh, uh, what, what is what? It's a New York accent that's different than your. It's not a White Plains accent. No, it is not. Was was it Yonkers? Like what is? It's I guess Long Island. Long Island, yeah. So So where does that come from, and why does it slip in so often? It really does. You know, it's adorable. It's I'm not I'm not criticizing it. No, no, (laughs) it's endearing. Um, I okay. So I'll start from from way back when when this thing started. Uh, 
So in high school, my friend and I, this is my theory. I, you know, it's, yeah. So my friend and I um, would like speak in British accents sometimes for fun in mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I guess that was a, a fun thing to do for us. And then um, in, t- in college, uh, I, I kind of, it, at that point it had like the British slash kind of Australian accent okay. sort of like fused like like into my regular speech oh because you're goofing around with it so much yes that it okay that it becomes so it's <laughs> it was most the second the time, nature to yeah it was like subconscious and uh-huh. I started realizing uh-huh. this you know obviously I would catch myself sometimes um when that would happen but uh I noticed it more because so many people as I was meeting like Basically, basically all new people at uh-huh, uh-huh. college because I didn't really know too many people from my high school who went there. <laughs> uh, they they were like, "Oh my god, I love your accent!" Like very like passionate about about how I spoke. <laughs> and you're like, "What?" Oh my god! So the you know, one time, the best time for me was when I was in line for something uh, and. And I was talking to my friend, and some some other uh, girl in the same line heard me and said, "Like where? Like <laughs> the accent is so nice. Like where are you from?" And I was like, "Oh no no, no no, probably like this. No no, um, I'm just I'm from New York. It's." <laughs> and then she stopped and like went pale, and she was like, "Oh, so you're lying?" Oh no. And I was like, "What?" And then I started questioning. I was like, am, am I, I a fraud? <laughs> am I a phony fraud? And so that still lasted, though, of course. Right. And because I, it, it still happens. Well, yes. Yeah, so but it's just a, it's it's a Brooklyn, fun. Sort of. Right. Oh, gosh, yeah. I don't know when that happened. I guess it mm-hmm. was in the past year or so. There's so many Brooklyn people I meet, and they are old. Mm-hmm. Like the my landlord. Oh, yeah. Old school Brooklyn, very old school Brooklyn accent. Thick accent. It's great. I love it. I <laughs> the old school Brooklyn it. accent is so great. It's, it is so so great. I need to master that. <laughs> oh, I can't even. It's I could. Great. I love it though. It's like really drawn out. Is that kind of? So that's one I've like... heard, but the ones that I'm thinking of are mm-hmm. are. Uh, it's almost like Joe Pesci in a lot of things. Oh, okay. It's yeah. sort of like that. He sort of he sort of oh, sounds like Joe Pesci yeah. without the anger. Yeah, yeah. Like a real happy Joe Pesci is what he sounds like. Oh man, I have to do my research on the different New York accents. <laughs> it's so interesting to me. I I should have a should talk about it with uh, a previous guest, uh, oh. the accent coach that I had on. Oh, um, sweet. It was a very oh, cool episode. Gosh. He should, I'm, I'm going to tell him to listen to this. Oh my and, God, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to listen to his. <laughs> you should. And, and I'm going to tell him to listen to this one so oh he can hear your voice. Um, this is how I sound usually. <laughs> oh my God, wait, can I tell you a quick, quick better story than the one I just said? Yeah. About accents? This, okay, so in this past <laughs> summer I met, um, uh, I did like an improv camp in yeah, Utopia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, improv and, uh, Utopia. Yeah, and uh, I have a friend who was at that. A couple friends. We're we gonna talk it? about okay. this. Okay. Um. Yeah, a lot of magnet people went to. It was non-New York people. I'm talking about. Oh, non. We oh, gotta talk about this. Gotta, okay. <laughs> oh, I love when like connect to them. Yeah. So okay, so it's this was in Ireland, and and you're meeting all these people from different parts of the U.S. and different parts of the world, like all different countries too. 
um, so I, uh, this was back in like July and, uh, just a couple weeks ago, one of my friends that I met there who lives in England, but she's from the US, doesn't matter. She stayed at my apartment and, uh, one night, like she was visiting for something and, and she said, uh, one night we were talking and I, I guess I started speaking just like this, like in my, I guess, normal voice. Who knows? <laughs> and she, and um, she was like, I, I guess, oh no, wait, no, I'm telling this totally wrong. I'm sorry. I, I was talking to her and my roommate and somehow I got like, we got talking about accents <laughs> and it came out like I had just said, I kind of commented like we are like, oh, it's just strange because this isn't my real voice and it's a weird thing. She's like, wait, what did you say? <laughs> Speak like that again? And I spoke like my normal self. And then she was like, what is going on? What is that voice? <laughs> wait. And she thought that my real voice, because I guess I spoke in the Brooklyn, like whatever Long Island yeah, accent. Like accent. I guess every time I spoke to her at the camp, I spoke like this, and she thought... <laughs> when people meet you, I think that's what happens. That's think. the voice that you hear. That's wild to me, because in my head, it's like so clearly like, well, actually, no, I don't think about it, it though. Would, so, it's so oh like, God. just when I didn't know you super well, it was only like very subtle. Yeah, yeah. But then sometimes it would get real big, oh, yeah. depending, I think, on the circumstances. Definitely. And I'm then about it would. Yeah. Right. And then oh. I started hearing your real voice, and I was sort of like, wait a second, what is happening? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and then That's I would so hear strange. it bigger. I'd see you again, and you would talk in that Long Island accent in such oh. a thick way that I would be like, what? Especially is like at the shows, like when I'm hosting and stuff. Yeah. So true. It's like, I don't know why I'm shocked, but she said she was like disturbed by my actual voice. And she even said that she. I like your, your voice, all of them. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Which one? She told her friends back in, in England, she's like, oh my God, guys, I met someone like a true New Yorker. She talks like <laughs> this. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. That's so, I so funny to so me. I, like, I don't know any, when I think about people with a Long Island accent, or something, uh-huh. I don't think of people like, like my age. Like I think of like older, older people, men yeah. or something. <laughs> so it's like. I'm, I'm totally with you on like doing voices to the point that it becomes second nature because my brother and I have always had voices that we do to each other mm-hmm. of our stuffed animals that we gave like character and name to. And we have one this big bear. Big bear is kind of like a cantankerous mm-hmm. <laughs> teddy bear. Um, and... Uh, always like kind of chastising we we'd sort of chastise each other in the voice okay and uh we kept doing that and sometime when i was in like college and visiting uh visiting where he was um it was like early one morning and he like woke me up he jostled me to wake me up or something and it was like too early to me and apparently i have no recollection of this Apparently, I just looked at him and just in the big bear voice went, come on, Trey. 
and then oh, rolled back God. over to sleep. And he said, he well, later when I got up, he told me that I did that. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That but it was just like in that sleeping, sleepy yeah. stupor. It's your true self. <laughs> My true self is this Mr. big bear. What's his name? Big Bear. Oh, Big Bear. I see Mr. Bear, which is an improv, an improv team at, uh, at Magnet. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm totally with you on how voices can just creep in when you don't realize it or intend for it to. Mm-hmm. Especially maybe even the more comfortable you get. It just depends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to ask about that. I, no, I'm glad you did. I mean, it is something that everyone notices about you because <laughs> at your shows that, that you do, the monthly show that you do, mm-hmm. everyone who's guest hosted is is attempted at least doing that oh voice gosh. or flat out was doing an impression of yes. you um so yeah your brothers did and a great Bobby. one and Bobby, yeah it's just like everyone doing <laughs> doing an impression of sean which yeah. is just an island accent oh, oh gosh strange. that's your true self it's your true yeah. self now it's yeah. a long island i think it's just part of me yeah <laughs> um yeah. When did comedy become a part? Because obviously music started early, but when did comedy come into your life? Um, so I started, well, I, I always loved making people laugh, like since I was a kid. Um, and uh, part of that, I think, uh, like the inspiration of that was definitely from my dad, because growing up, like, he he would always be doing... He still does like different voices and mm-hmm. and just weird things like be like making up songs all the time um, and basically like just talking to himself sometimes like I don't know how to even fit that into a short story but um, yeah so from there like like he just seeing how he always made people laugh mm-hmm. um, it just kind of got ingrained in me and and. And also just, like, being a complete weirdo. <laughs> like, being comfortable being a, a weirdo. Right. Um, and that helped me kind of develop my own humor. Like, after mimicking him for long enough, then I, like, use that. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, obviously, as you get older, you become more of your own person. Um, right. So then I did musical theater um, throughout middle school and high school. And um, so that was, like, kind of comedic roles like getting more comfortable in like comedic right. roles and then in college i was gonna go to, for musical theater and then at the last second i was like no i need to be a choir teacher i need to like this mm. is like i can't make a living from musical theater i'll never you know at 17 just not knowing what i'm doing at all it's um, that's a <laughs> it's a crazy thing kind of about yeah. college is like hey person who hasn't really figured out everything yet about even mm-hmm. who you are decide something for the rest of your life Jesus, <laughs> it's, it's so, yeah it's it, uh it can be tough it was tough yeah because i i found myself in college like just kind of regretting not so much now but then i, I was really regretting not doing musical theater at and i got involved in this like class so at least i had a little bit of outlet for that kind mm-hmm. of thing um and then once I graduated from, I was at Temple in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I like eventually moved back home for a couple of years with my parents, and that's when I started improv. And actually, I don't know if you know my friend Casey. You know Casey Blake? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recognize him. Um, he so he and I worked together uh, as bartenders, like while I was living at home, mm-hmm. and he um, had mentioned he's like, yeah, I just like started taking this improv level one at Magnet Theater. I never heard of it, and I was always interested in improv just from mm-hmm. doing like theater games at like whatever musical I was in or whatever. Um, he was like, you got to, like, you should really do it. Like, so I did the free intro class. Um, and then, and it was with Megan Gray. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. So then I was like, oh, I got to sign up for level one. And then from there, like, that just has any person who's taking classes at Magnet could say, I'm sure, like, that just opens so many doors. Uh, and then if you stick with the program, uh, yeah, which I'm really glad I did. Um, yeah. It's just, like, improv wasn't, like, I was not familiar at all with improvising mm-hmm. um, other than just, I guess songwriting is sort of improvising. Yeah. Anyways, but, and, like, making people laugh. But <laughs> it was really great to do that on a stage, like, and just that being like a consistent part of my week was yeah really cool um and then from there like meeting so many different people and getting to know them and like uh, you you start doing their shows they mm-hmm. do your shows and, and then it's like and i guess i just feel like inspired now especially to to do more collaborations with people um and now I'm doing like cabarets, which is a mixture, I guess, of musical theater and sort of stand up mm-hmm. a little, because you're doing like kind of some storytelling, right? Like in between songs, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, there's so much to say. Yeah, I mean, it. no, it's a lot of stuff that you're getting involved with and doing, yeah. and um, I think it's a great thing because. There's so many different sides to you about what you're capable of doing. So getting these other opportunities to just try on different things and do that for a little bit is really great. And uh, it's got to be edifying as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you looking into musical improv at all? Yeah, I'm actually taking level three right now. Oh, okay. So our... Our class shows are coming up in December. Okay. Um, that's been real fun. Yeah. Uh, I was like a little nervous at first to to do musical improv. I don't know why. Like. Yeah. Because I I guess I was just like oh I need to I need to like not sing in my real voice because I don't want to be like a a person who sings a lot like <laughs> singing in their real voice. You know, like... Like, how do you mean? I don't know. Like, it's it's like in class sometimes, like, I have to do a character voice when I'm singing. Or else I'm not... Because I... It's almost I try to sound not pretty. Because then if I purposely... If I sing like I normally would for, like, in my band or something... Right. Then it's like... Oh, she's trying to be like sounds so good. Oh, but, and because of the context of comedy, I guess I'm I just could sort of see. Yeah, I wonder. Overthinks shit. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> think I, for Justine and I, 
or Justine and me, for proper grammar of the sentence structure I chose, um, for Justine and me, when we went to musical megawatt shows, uh, we were just blown away by the people who had great voices. Were mm-hmm. The people who, who were like you or Shannon Krowicki, but this was before we, mm-hmm. well before we knew either of you. Um, I guess it was like Lane Quideris and then like somebody else who, uh, I can't, I don't recall her name, I can picture her face. She was on a team with Lane. And they just clearly had real training at singing. Mm-hmm. And they just had big, powerful voices, especially the one I don't know the name of. <laughs> and um, so if you're listening, congratulations. Uh, but, but seriously, like, no one would or no one should, I don't think, uh, criticize somebody yeah. for being good, you know, like being technically sound right, right. at musical That's improv. So but I can yeah. sort of see what you mean because um, I think maybe there's not time for it sometimes. Because like Shannon, you if you watch Jim perform her her team Jim, mm-hmm. you'll think, oh wow, she's got a really great voice. Oh, but then dear. you see her do a serious piece, and you go, "Wow, she yeah. really has something." <laughs> like, going, like so you know that she has a good voice from watching her do musical improv. Mm-hmm. But when you see her do a real piece, that's when you really see her shine, right? Uh, as a singer, yeah, so true. Because it's musical improv is more like you're still it's making about a jokes, bunch of different things. <laughs> yeah. right? You know, you're still you're still trying to like come up with something on the spot so maybe Mm -hmm. it's a little harder to put the same amount of gusto into it yeah but then also like this is not time to do a bunch of runs and like (laughs) plan all this stuff for you to show off like (laughs) how well you can see (laughs) but if you have a big voice you have a good sounding voice just do it you know like uh uh, (laughs) just throwing that it's (laughs) it's <laughs> but sometimes like the seriousness like you did this funny song at uh, at your show um la af at loren um that is uh, that was uh about stink ass breath and that song was something where it's like people can hear how good of a singer you are in it and that kind of helped make the song even funnier Mm. Is that it sounded like soulful and like yeah. serious, but then you're saying stank ass breath. It was so funny. Oh, I love that. <laughs> like, yeah, the contrast. It's, I want to do more songs like that. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like you're talking about something like just super really, silly. Yeah, like so dumb. <laughs> and it's also like mean. I don't know. Like someone mentioned to me like, well, this is offensive to people without, what is it called? Halitosis. Halitosis? Well, that's not what no, you were, were like talking about. Oh, yeah. they were kidding. Okay, good. But, um, <laughs> thinking about it, I was like, oh yeah, what if someone... Well, I mean, it's just a joke of somebody who ate <clears throat> something with a lot of onions tuna, and then like got in someone's face. Fumbe. Right, yeah. Um, Anchovy <laughs> sorbet. Right, you're just like, hey, hummus breath. Um, (laughs) this doesn't smell great Uh, it's not against any particular people other than people who have stank ass breath Um, (laughs) because they ate something Mm -hmm. Uh, I think one of the things too that you learned like at least I I learned as not a musical person but just a lover of music from Lonely Island is that Mm -hmm. taking a serious approach to ridiculousness is so funny because it's like lazy sunday there's it's like they're doing hardcore rap and they're literally just talking about waking up late on sunday and going to see the chronicles of narnia 
Right, That's the chronic so absurd. black holes of Narnia. Yes. Right, just so absurd, but yet so hard. Like, yes. in, like if, if you put, in so many of their songs, if you put real lyrics, like like serious lyrics in there, yeah. but performance is the same, then it's like, oh, this is a real song. Right. The only thing is different between the two songs is not the performance, mm-hmm. it's how stupid the lyrics are. <laughs> Very true. So, so that's a great thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I I feel like a little... Like like a piece is no, no longer missing as far as like doing musical comedy now mm-hmm. more often. Um, even if it's like a cabaret where it's like I'm not performing my original songs. Um, but like I can still fit like fit in some comedy mm-hmm. um during like bantering and and even like during some of the songs like yeah like i have this story that i told before singing a very serious song um from from waitress and mm-hmm. um but then like at the end of the song i brought back the reference it's on your instagram yeah, we saw it on your instagram yeah like because there was some reference and everyone laughed in the audience but i didn't mm-hmm. get the reference oh right because it was like just a little clip right yeah about um, craig's foot yeah yeah I didn't, I didn't follow but i was like craig's foot okay well it, she sounds great <laughs> uh, yeah i should post the whole thing well it's on fa- i think i post the whole thing on facebook mm. fart book <laughs> fart book uh, <laughs> So it doesn't, I, I don't get the impression that you are spreading yourself thin across all these things. I feel like they're all giving you life in different ways. Like, yeah. a, you know, going for improv, playing at the musical improv shows, playing the flute, at it. Yeah. Um, doing cabaret, doing your own comedy show, doing your serious music show, you know, yeah. serious being just like your, right, your yeah. original music. Mm-hmm. Um, how... Do you approach all of that so that it still remains fun for you and and like enjoyable? Yeah, like as far as doing like a bunch of doing so many different things. Yeah, yeah. You know, I am currently trying to figure that out because I have this is kind of a new thing for me to be, or it's not new for me to like be busy, but but just to have a bunch of different focuses. Mm Um, lately I've been thinking like, is it, is it too many fo- <laughs> focuses? <laughs> um, cause I, yeah, I don't want to, to like half-ass any of, of right. it. Um, so I'm, yeah, right now I'm trying to think about like, well, obviously making money is something I need to do. Mm-hmm. So when I think about like the... So I don't have a day job. I'm, you know, I, I'm a right. musician. Yeah, entertainers. You know, it's same. And so I'm lucky to get. It's a million side hustles that we yes, have to do. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So like, I'm thinking. Okay. Well, the things that I love to do that can, that I know I can make money from, like, that I have contacts for, and you know, I can mm. get gigs through. Um, is like playing music, like cover gigs. Like I play at a restaurant every month um, in White Plains, and uh, so it remains fun for me because it's so many different things. Um, like I do sometimes get stressed about 
uh, having so many different like commitments to things and like keeping track of all of those. Um, but uh, I've never been someone who like feels content in one job. Like, you know, like I've never had a nine to five, not saying that's the only type of consistent job you can have, but that's like, to me, it's a traditional myself. one. Yeah. Yeah. Like in an, Picturing myself in an office setting is very strange to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, not, and you can be creative. You can have creative jobs in offices, too. Uh, but right. just thinking of, like, what my skills are, like, I wouldn't have a creative job in an office setting, I don't think. Um, I'd be, like, inputting numbers. <laughs> and... And then same kind of thing with like I worked at, I worked at a coffee shop for a long time, mm-hmm. um, just different like kind of customer service jobs, and even that, even though it was like interaction with other people, mm-hmm. it after a while I was like, well, this is taking up all of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get home, I'm exhausted. I'm not putting any effort into creativity. Right, right. Um, so now, now that I'm putting only like my efforts into creativity um it's i guess i've just uh what's it called confirmed that that's like what i need Mm -hmm. to be doing Uh because i've i feel more fulfilled right now than i have like working any other jobs and even though it's super hard as you know to like work for yourself like tend to freelance and um it's i feel like i'm learning a lot and i'm like taking classes for like auditioning stuff Mm -hmm, mm because i want to get into commercial acting and and more just like on camera acting stuff Mm -hmm. um one of many things that i'm trying another additional thing yeah (laughs) Um, but yeah like it's it's more of um i'm thinking of it more as as a learning experience uh all of these different things even if it's not a class just like i learned a lot just by performing at that cabaret that i did Mm -hmm. last week um Mm -hmm. and and like felt like at home on on the stage which was like a really good sign to me Mm -hmm. um so i think doing so many different things can help is is definitely helping me like figure out what it is that i in the future would want to like really hone in on yeah yeah i could see that that makes a lot of sense because it's all exposing yourself to like what's gonna work for you you know yeah. and i think also it must also be helpful that um you're when you pivot to a different activity it's still creative mm-hmm. so therefore it ends up being helpful overall to all of your creative endeavors. Whereas yeah. if you pivoted out of it, out of creativity, then it can just sort of like make you go back to square one and then you have to ramp up again to get yes. back into the creative mindset. Yes. That could be tough. It's a very good point. Yeah. I've done that before and it's it's hard. It's like you get so used to, like I was working up in uh, White Plains, as I said, like as mm-hmm. a bartender. I was like, oh, wow, I'm... I'm doing this now and and then when i got involved in improv it was like yeah kind of starting from from the beginning mm-hmm. and like i mean i'm meeting so many people it's like 
was great, but it's like I can't, I can't do that every time. Like right, right. Or else I'll just constantly be trying to. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, ideally, you're able to like work something during the day that pays the bills, and then do stuff at night that you need to be able to do. And mm-hmm. some musicians are able to find. I, I just had on a musician who years ago before he could support himself with music alone he was working in like a daycare during the day to pay mm-hmm. the bills and then gigging at night yeah. which is great if that's you know if you have opportunities like that but when you have a, irons in a lot of different fires then it's like all right some of these irons need to start paying the bills yeah. so that i can yep. just keep the other irons going you know it's just um it is it's it's I feel like now more than ever, there's more opportunity for that to work, but it doesn't mean it's easier for it to happen. Yeah. It's just still more like, oh, luck has to still strike me. Seriously. <laughs> um, and just constantly trying, like, mm-hmm. trying for whatever you can get. I mean, maybe not whatever, because, like, there's some gigs I'm like, do I really want to do a background acting gig? Yeah, like, you know, I saw something today. It was like, audience member, uh, $50. And it's like, Okay, how long? Oh, that much? Just the whole day? Oh, no. For $50? That's like, is it worth it? I, like, I don't think that's going to be worth it. Um, and then what's something else I saw recently that was like, why would this be <laughs> beneficial to anyone? Right. Okay, well, you see weird stuff like that all the time when these casting sites. And, uh, and I submit to things that... I submit this stuff every day. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, there's so many opportunities, like I was saying, and if... Mm-hmm. if you know, you can get those off the ground. Yeah. The better. Oh, yeah, I hope. Hey, no, I'm not hoping. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm doing. Yeah. It's, uh, I got a lot of people on my side, too. As you said, my mm-hmm. family's mm-hmm. so supportive. Super and, supportive. And just, like, you meet so many people every, the more you perform, as you know, like, the, the more people you meet, mm-hmm. you never know. Like, I last week just met um, a man who I still need to call gosh darn it i put it in my calendar i forgot he like works at a or manages like a library up in in connecticut um and he happened to be at the restaurant i sing at Mm -hmm. and so now i have another gig right that's awesome yeah i mean that's that's what does it there is some you you never know who's out there because Mm -hmm. um i just shot something and uh a producer who's working on it was like yeah i remember when i saw your audition i said uh oh i've seen him perform he's great he can do this you know like i've seen yeah. him do improv he can do this uh so it was kind of right. like okay i had no idea he was in the audience that's amazing <laughs> you know you just never know who's there mm-hmm. um so you know always be a hundred percent no i'm kidding uh, i don't want to put pressure on it make this your best show yet every time <laughs> but it is like you know like where opportunities can come from are just so random yeah and you can't you plan can't plan it, it. Yeah. only that's, thing you do i guess that's why they say um being prepared when opportunity comes is the best yes. thing you know you don't know when opportunity is going to come mm-hmm. you get yourself out there for those opportunities but you have to be good when that opportunity comes. I mean, that's right. the thing that I always kind of laughed about at the auditions during American Idol. And oh, there are yeah. people who would be begging to get on. And it's like, but 
you can't sing. You don't understand what being in key is. And you're saying you want this so bad. And it's like, if you wanted it so bad, you would have studied it. You would have done the work to be prepared. Right. Right. Or do they just hear a different voice when they sing? I don't know what it is. It's, you know, but. And, and then always like people who are successful is like, oh, I just got lucky. And it's like, it wasn't just that. <laughs> like you right. were also yeah. good when people saw you. Not like they're just like lounging on their couch all day. Like, right. Yeah, that's how, hey, yeah, someone called me up and said, hey, you want to be on this TV show? <laughs> nope. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, there's like, there's certain things you can't really plan for. I, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but Jonah Hill... He got found, basically, because he saw Seth Rogen in a movie theater. They went to go see one of the Wes Anderson movies. And this was after either Freaks and Geeks or Undeclared. And uh, he just sort of leaned forward to Seth Rogen and said, Hey, I thought you were great on that show. And they just struck up a friendship. And uh, Seth Rogen told Judd Apatow about Jonah Hill. And so they brought him in to audition for 40-Year-Old Virgin. You're like, yeah, we'll put him in this. And then um, it's just that small part where he just, like, is trying to buy some shoes at eBay. Mm -hmm. We sell it on eBay store. And they made him, Judd Apatow says, we made him improvise just to scare him. Like, we just kept, like putting him out there yeah. for it and, and not cutting <laughs> just to mess with him but he kept like delivering uh, each time they did a cut and he had these like funny lines and they didn't even think it was going to make the movie but it tested really well the scene tested really well mm-hmm. so they just kept it in the movie oh, that's cool. and, and then like they were like this kid actually is really good if Jonah Hill was no good he still would have been in that movie theater he still would have yeah. leaned forward and said, hey, Seth Rogen, I like your work. Mm-hmm. But if he couldn't deliver, then right. we wouldn't know who he is. There are tons yeah. of people who meet Kanye West or whoever and say, like, oh, I want to be a rapper. But only the good ones are the ones who you hear about. Like, I, There was somebody who uh, met him, some rapper met him and said, I want to be a rapper. He's like, oh, just spit something for me now. And the guy did. And then he like got signed. Because he was good. But that's not the first person who's bumped into right. him saying that. And they, most of them probably couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just... Yeah. Who knows when opportunity is going to happen. But you better be prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either way. Always and, warmed up. My mm-hmm. voice is warmed up at all times. <laughs> well, you see it. You know, maybe that explains why so many people sing in the subway. <laughs> no, it's... Yeah. I think, hey, I've thought about doing that before. But you know what? I have I, I have so much admiration for people in the subway station who uh, are like doing their dance moves, like they're practicing their dance moves, or mm-hmm. like doing their whatever voice exercises they need to do, mm-hmm. because that takes a lot of courage to look or sound like you're out of your mind yeah. <laughs> in front of people. And like New Yorkers don't care; they just yeah. like ignore it's it. It's like, like, oh, they're not gonna hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. They're just singing. Yeah. <laughs> It just <laughs> some people I feel like some people make their living from busking right, right but I don't even mean the buskers oh. but those I you know it takes a lot to busk yeah, yeah, yeah. but I just mean the people who are practicing because oh, they're not yeah, trying to perform for anyone else they're like 
Yeah. I haven't seen too much of the singing, but I have seen dancers like just warming up. Like they're just in their head and they're just kind of looking at the ground. They're kind of oh. like going through the dance moves. Mm-hmm. They're not dancing for fun. They're like clearly trying to work out a routine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I, I have seen can't that. believe they have that guts. Yeah. <laughs> they I've have like some guts. I've on the subway before, but like I do it really quietly. Right. <laughs> or when right. it's like a screech happening, like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've I have yet to do voice exercises on the train, but Try I should. It. It's liberating, even if you do it quietly. I should really do it, but I'm just like, there's so many stories you hear of someone saying like, "Oh, I saw so and so actor or actress on the street, and they were crazy. They were talking themselves," and I was like, "They literally could have just been working out lines. Right. That's so much more likely right, than right. they're mentally ill." Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just more than likely that they were trying to memorize lines or doing a voice exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, so but quick you know. to judge, right? People are so quick, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't believe it, but oh somehow gosh. we were at the end of the episode. Oh my goodness! No, I do believe it because I feel like I I talk. I, my storytelling needs work. No. <laughs> I do want to take Adam Wade's storytelling class, but I need to get him on the podcast. You took it, you said? I I need to. Oh, yeah. I've thought about um, doing that as well. Because I like to be able to deliver a a good story without so many ums, without so many what am I saying, what am I talking about again, Mm -hmm. my mind is Where is this going? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, good storytellers... Uh, they have a knack for knowing like what's worth telling when they just they just I yeah. guess this thing like oh how's this story end yeah, I guess that's so. the thing you got to start with maybe the yeah. if you're <laughs> start at the end yeah. yeah well I don't necessarily mean start at the end oh, I, I just mean like think about how the how the story ends and if oh, right, it's right. And if that's the funny part then you tell the story mm-hmm. <laughs> but if the like funny part was just like the beginning. That the Which ending is like it's probably mine stories most of the time. <laughs> it's probably feel like it's mine. Where I'm like, uh, this doesn't really have a this doesn't build to anything. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But no, nevertheless, we're at the end and we Thank need to create you. something together. Oh right. Oh <gasps> I forgot. Oh my god. Okay. So Wait. what should we create together? Because we've been talking about a number of different things. Right. Hmm. 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 This is there an idea you have of something that you think would be fun to do? I mean, we, we could do, like, the main voices that I do. I don't know if that's, <laughs> yeah, like... we um, could do that because I don't really know how to do a, an impression of you, like oh, everyone else. Oh, that would be fun. Have you ever done that, like, an impression of someone? Not on the podcast, no. Oh, my God. Wait, can we do it? Yeah. Because oh, we <laughs> talked about, too, like, doing impressions, right? <laughs> and voices, and yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, I'm a little stopped up, so... That, that oh, may that's help. Actually, yeah, it's better <laughs> to get that. Uh, the nasally tone is good. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a lot of. I mean, mm-hmm. some of it is what people can't see. So it's right. It's a the lot hands. of hands doing like this. I know you talk like this. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's getting there already. It's getting so, there. Okay. <laughs> what I would say is channel. Do you watch um, The Real Housewives ever? Not much. I, I no, don't I've, never, I've never watched it. You've never watched it either? No. no. This just had nothing to do with it. I was just asking a, a random one. No. Uh, there's a character that I've portrayed. So I've like seen videos of her. Um, but this won't help since you haven't seen it. Okay. So let's see. Um, step one, the hands, I would say. Kind of getting... Oh, it's kind of 
I find when I'm conscious of the accent, it's when I am very, very excited about something mm-hmm. or like very happy. <laughs> if some, like for example, if someone comes to see my my show, mm-hmm. I say, "Oh my god!" Like it's truly, <laughs> even though it's not my real voice, it is That's more genuine out. actually because. Right. It's like okay. I love that thing. So I guess like channel that whatever makes you like. Oh if it's god. someone, com- yeah, okay, like okay. someone comes to your show. It's like, oh my god! Thank you for coming. <laughs> I've um, heard you say that so much. So many times. Oh my god! And thank you for coming. And it's you know what? It's true because I'm so thankful. And I'll send them a message after I say, "Hey, thank you." <laughs> I'm Sean. Got, yeah. So it's like. Am I getting one. So I would say like <laughs> think of it as like a shoe and then an on. So you're Sean. Yeah, there it is. I'm Sean. I'm Sean. Um, thank you very much. Oh, it might help to talk like you do like a little like your cheeks go up. Okay. Maybe like and you make your mouth a little smaller and you say Oh, oh my god, this my is god. Yeah, you can kinda of like squint because I don't know, like for some I'm reason Sean. squinting means that you're like like yeah, you're smiling. Squint your Uh Oh, what else does it? Oh, so nice. Thank you for coming. That oh, was so nice. Oh, so nice. Thank you for coming. <laughs> I don't know. I oh, feel I like it. I'm doing a really weird thing right now. No, it's... Listen. I, I don't feel like I got oh, you that I'm one. not giving enough. <laughs> no, no, I'm you are. You're doing good. Kind of wave your head a little bit. It's like really floppy because you've seen okay. me, right? It's like very floppy. I, yeah. You know, a lanky person. So <laughs> Maybe it helps to stand up. I don't know. Uh, I just wanted to say, <laughs> Sean, how are you? How are you? Is how one? are you? How are you? How are you? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how are you? Oh, I'm starting to go into a weird Trump thing with when oh, I try to do the face you oh, suggested. Oh, don't do the face then. I see that, <laughs> I see like, that now that it does kind of <laughs> resemble. It is not like you at all. <laughs> okay. So what's a... Okay, so say, pretend I just came to your show. Okay. And you are so thankful. You can't even believe. You cannot even believe that that anyone, you know, you posted about the show. You didn't think anyone would come. And then you showed up. Oh, my gosh. And then, yeah, so I'm Jason. I'm Jason. Okay. I'm sorry. I have to do Jason. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's your impression of me? <laughs> Just smiling and saying, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, no way. No, I can't do an impression of you. It's hard. Because you have a very specific voice as well. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> funny. Because it is a little Southern. Okay. okay. This isn't about me. I'm so sorry. No, no. Oh, you actually, can do that. You're literally after the show. Me. No, after the show, I'm coming up to you. Yeah. And it was though you, or as me, are coming up to me as you. And I'm very calm as you are. I'm just like... Great Thank show. Thank you for coming. Great. I mean, I'm sorry. Thank you. It's, it's your show. Yes, I'm talking. <laughs> but I'm... So I just got off stage <laughs> as yeah. you. Hey. <laughs> there you go. All right, yeah, that's Sean, me. Sean, great show. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot believe you came. Oh, oh my God. To, to Sean's show. Anytime. <laughs> This was great. Oh, wow. That was there part- it is. That's it. There it is. It's the name of the podcast. <laughs> That's right. Is that why you said it? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Never did I think I would be trying to teach someone how to do an impression <laughs> of my fraudulent voice. <laughs>
It was so great to have you on the podcast. Oh, it was great to be here. Thank you so much, Jason. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so fun. Oh, I don't know what else to say. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. And thank you for coming, even though this is your house. This is my- <laughs> my god thank you for listening it was so nice of you <laughs> uh i maybe i have it maybe i have it sean cantatori she's awesome you can keep up with her on SeanCantatori.com or on facebook and instagram at sean cantatori two e's at the end of the facebook one links in bio we also have a link to her youtube page which you should check out if you happen to be in new york city she has a show this thursday at the magnet at 10 15 it's a variety show called king of shows and she has her one woman variety show that she wrote it'll be going up in early 2020 at the magnet so be on the lookout for that also subscribe to our newsletter we have a free weekly comedy lifestyle newsletter offers tips on health comedy balancing life Uh, we're doing a lot of holiday themed ones because it's that time of year and it can help out okay you just you want it you want this you want this free thing that goes out on mondays just check it out and if you don't like it you can always just stay subscribed to it and tell your friends (laughs) until next time be good to each other the music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr.